Hey tribe, recently I had to change platforms for my online fitness, yoga, and dance studio. I was a little concerned about finding a new platform for my clients who enjoy working out with me in the privacy of their own home or office, but I'm excited to announce I just launched my new online studio via Patreon. Patrons will pay the small fee of $5 per month and receive access to my special workouts, dance classes, nutrition, meal ideas, yoga, and meditation whenever they want. And as I add more content, the library will grow, but the $5 monthly fee will remain the same. In the future, I may add different tiers for specific workouts and classes. However, right now, lock yourself in to the bargain price of $5 a month to train with me. $5 a month, y'all. That's cheaper than a coffee. Simply go to my website, www.patreon.com forward slash the mix technique and subscribe. Thanks, tribe. What's up, Tribe? It's Chocolympia of Chocolympia Lessons, and I bet you thought that I really wasn't going to play that again for the theme song, but guess what? Surprise! I am! <laughs> it's episode 39, and this is a continuation of the last episode because I realized that I didn't get through all of this stuff that I call bullshit on and I just needed to do another one that is a continuation of I call bullshit. So welcome to episode 39, Chocolympia Lessons Tribe. This is Chocolympia of Chocolympia Lessons. I don't remember if I said that or not, but welcome to the show. Now, there was some stuff that came up last episode that was maybe touchy, right? And I was talking about a lot of stuff that's in the news. And honestly, I feel like lately in the world people are triggered by everything and I guess it's just interesting because I've been trying to figure out why that's happening in the world and I hate to sound like my grandparents and my parents when I say kids these days but it kind of feels like that like when I talk to my colleagues and those of us who are in the education industry, is that, should I, I don't know if I should say that, but um, what we've been finding is that there's this trend of, of having to change the way we phrase things and having to change the way we structure classes and just being very, it's almost like walking on eggshells. And this topic could potentially be problematic, (laughs) but um, I'll just keep it as general as possible. Uh, It just feels different from when, when you were teaching 10 years ago to teaching now. And it's just, it's kind of um, how parents are raising their kids, I'm assuming now, and how just 
how society is, things have really, it's really different. And I know that if you're, if you're pretty young, then you don't really get that or see that. But it is very, very different than it used to be. But, um, you know, the times are always changing and society is always having to adapt to different things. And that's understandable. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day and uh, Christina Pajitsky, who's one of my favorite comedians, um, she was talking about how, and it's so weird because I, I wouldn't have really thought that we had a lot in common, but it, it makes sense why I appreciate her so much, appreciate, appreciate her so much because we have very similar uh, life commonalities I don't know (laughs) but she um she has foreign parents right and I have a foreign parent and I think if you have a foreign parent or two foreign parents and maybe your first generation there goes my fucking motorcycle again right on cue just right in the middle of my fucking podcast not like I'm doing anything of importance recording motherfucker but let's just all think to ourselves about how his dick is probably big, not. Um, <laughs> this is so random, but now every time you hear a motorcycle, you're going to think that. You're going to think that guy's dick is probably not big. <laughs> like, Borat. This suit is not black. Oh, boy. Um, but in Catholic school, every time we heard an ambulance, we would do a a prayer which I think is still very sweet it's a sweet thing because um because it's important and people you never know what's going on with other people's lives while you're going through your life that might be going just fine so it's nice to be able to step out of your life for a moment and um either pray or send energy positive vibes whatever you want to call it to someone who is maybe not having the best luck um so we used to always when we heard an ambulance we would always as a class do a prayer that was when i had um sister patricia was my fourth grade nun who probably thought I was going straight to hell. And um, she might not be wrong. <laughs> she might not be wrong. We, we won't know yet. I don't know. I, uh, the jury is still out on that one. But, um, you know, as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know. I don't know. Uh, wow, there's so many tangents here. So I was recently talking to one of my students um, <laughs> about... What were we we were talking about like i I wasn't even really saying that there was a ghost in this particular classroom, but I was just kind of laughing about, oh, it's probably the studio ghost, or someone had said something like that's probably the studio ghost, and I just laughed, and I thought, "Oh my God, I now know what I want to do in my afterlife like if i have if I have like you know how in in junior high and high school you get to pick your extracurricular activities and you get to pick like your general ed right the classes you have to take and the classes you really want to take like if I get to pick my extracurricular ghost activities (laughs) I want one of them at least to be like 
haunting a dance room or or something where like I get to visit my dance students <laughs> but in the nicest way right like not in a mean way I don't want to well unless unless you done fucked me over and I'm not, I'm not talking about my students I'm talking about people in my life from the past y'all motherfuckers I will haunt for sure and it will not be pretty but my students I would do in like a sweet fun way um (laughs) where like I would just and this particular student was laughing because she was like she was like you um you could like move the stuff that people put on ballet bars because I hate when people put things on ballet bars like sweaters and stuff so my people who have no idea about the dance world, this is probably going to be really fucking boring for you. I'm sorry. But listen, welcome to it. I'm a dancer. And that's what happens. We talk about dance like literally all the time. So she was like, you could just like move the stuff that's on the ballet bars or um, just like really turn the volume up loud and then play some crazy ass EDM music or like crazy goth metal music. <laughs> And then um, another one, because I constantly check that I lock doors, would be just like the shaking of a door. So years from now, when I'm no longer here and those things happen, just know that that's me. And I'm saying hi and I'm doing it in the nicest way because I I love you guys and I just want to still hang out and be around you. And so don't be scared. (laughs) But it's kind of fucked up that I was, like, excited about that. (laughs) Oh, God. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But you guys are all here listening, so I'm assuming you're on board. So there's something wrong with you also. And I'm here for that, you know? It's a tribe. Like, we're all all fucking weird. What are you going to do? So... Where was I? Where was I? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, if you hear any of those things, that's me as a ghost in the afterlife as one of my extracurricular activities. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was talking about something before the motorcycle. Oh yeah, so anytime you hear motorcycle now, also you'll think that guy has a big dick not... (laughs) <laughs> I lost it, you guys. I don't know where I was, but um, we'll just start a new topic. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, you know, the... I don't know if you guys pay attention to this at all, but there's a Powerball that's going on right now, and the jackpot is 750 million dollars something like that it might be more than that (sighs) like if I there's this meme well it's a meme but also I think it actually happened but this guy won one of the powerballs or something he won the lottery and he he showed up wearing this the um scream mask and legit that's the same fucking shit I would do homie I would do the same thing you know why because people will come out of the fucking woodwork Woodworks, woodwork, woodwork is, I I guess it could just be without the S, but like, yeah. And if I did win, 
I would disappear and no one would hear from me. And then all of a sudden, I would do a fucking podcast from some remote island. And I would be like, Chocolumpia Lessons Tribe. I'm still alive. I'm here. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell you where the fuck I am. Because I don't want anybody coming for my fucking money. But now I can do this shit every day. Wait, it's already for free. <laughs> but I would be chilling, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, $750 fucking million. You, you couldn't even spend that on, like, I'm so far past being able to have any amount of years where I could spend all of that money. That's <laughs> so sad, but, um, yeah, oh, dude, that's the fucking dream, right? Whatever, it's fine. But, uh... So yeah, that's going on. And then also, um, I wanted to continue the I Call Bullshit because there were there were other things that I had written down, but I sometimes can't read my own handwriting and I forget what things say. So I, I, I go to like the bullet points, but there were other things that I wanted to talk about that I forgot about. So I don't know if any of you followed this. This was in the news. This is like, I feel like this is old now. Because news is so just like, whatever, it's it's like news for a second and then it goes away. But um, it was around the same time all this bullshit was happening, right? Like all the, the R. Kelly stuff has been prominent and then the Michael Jackson movie came out and then uh, fucking everybody died. And then uh, Jordan Woods like supposedly slept with Tristan. And I just, I have to call bullshit on the fact that she says that she didn't do anything and he just kissed her bitch please now I don't know if any of you follow any of that stupid Kardashian shit um I will say that as a business person I'm intrigued by society's obsession with the Kardashians and I'm intrigued by how they're able to make so much money. So I, I follow information on them because I, I don't get it, but I'm trying to understand. So I don't know a lot, and I'm not like the quotable person on this fucking topic, but I did watch The Red Table with uh, Jada Pinkett, who, by the way, stop putting shit in your face because it's obvious and you're pretty as it is, so you don't have to put fillers in. Stop with the fillers. When you guys put fillers in your face, you know what happens? You look like you got fucking shit done to your face. Don't fuck with your face, man. Fillers, Botox, uh, injections, none of that shit. Facelifts, nose jobs. I feel like it all just fucks with it, you know? And you look scary. Don't do it. So that's my side comment. Especially the fillers. Fillers are fucking weird, dude. Hey, when you get older, guess what? You're going to get wrinkles. Also, you don't even have to be old for this, but when you're tired, you're going to have fucking bags under your eyeballs. You know You know how you try to counteract that as much as possible? You drink a lot of water. You get sleep. You do yoga. And you try not to stretch, stress over stupid shit. Do stretch, but don't stress. <laughs> That's my new motto. Do stretch, but don't stress. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Uh, fucking knock it off with the fillers and the Botox. 
I don't, I, I, here's the thing. I want people to know when I'm frowning at them. <laughs> so I won't do Botox. I'm not going to put rat poison in my face, okay? I like the way my face looks. I don't want to fuck with it that way. I'm going to take care of my skin and I'm going to do yoga and inversions because that's counteracting gravity. But yeah, if someone deserves a dirty look from me, they're going to get it 100 full fucking percent without any fucking Botox counteracting the frown lines in my forehead and my eyes, okay? So there's that. Um, But yeah, so I call bullshit on Jordan Woods. And um, I think she's a fake fucking friend. And I think it's very important as a female or a male to know who your fake fucking friends are because they exist out there. And I've been burned many times by fake fucking friends like Jordan Woods. And so maybe that's why I'm a little bit irritated by her story. But also, Chloe needs to figure out that you don't date fucking basketball players. Hello, especially after the first one fucks you over, you don't go back to another basketball player. I mean, am I wrong? I'm just saying. There's, a def- there's definitely a specific list of people you don't date if you don't want to get fucked over, but then when I think about that list, it's like, it doesn't even matter because you're just going to get fucked over anyway. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so positive, you guys. No, there's, there's, there's good people out there. I promise you. I promise. <laughs> okay. Oh, where's my soundboard? Oh, I would have totally put an okay in there. Let's get to it. Hold on. Sorry, you guys. I'm, uh, I'm, uh... oh, and then the volume's down. Fuck my life. No, don't fuck my life. That's such a bad phrase. Don't say that. Fuck my ass. <laughs> Here. Okay. There you go. Jesus Christ. It only took like a hundred minutes. Anyways. Wow. Um. So yeah, Jordan Woods. Fuck her. <laughs> uh, I also call bullshit on... This is kind of going back to um, the lottery. I think about... So this is going to sound really weird, but well, kind of last episode I talked about, um, <laughs> I talked about my family member who had texted me and was like, I'm thinking of you or whatever. And it had been like since Christmas, since I'd heard from her and we live in the same city. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I have my social media. Uh, oh God, excuse me. so bad it's so bad um I have my social media on lockdown right like my shit is public but my block list is long and I feel like I've shared that before I do that to protect myself I also do it to let people know that I'm not fucking around you know um You'll notice on my pages that I don't have people saying stupid shit in the comments. I don't have uh, fucking dudes saying nasty shit in my comments. Because, homie, don't play that. Like, if you want to say stupid shit on someone else's page, feel free. And if they let you, fine. But that's not, you know, I'm not, you're not going to say dirty, gross shit on my page. I just don't, it's just not how I roll. 
So um, it's the same with uh, <laughs> with my family. And um, even with friends, like I, I went through a cleanse recently on Facebook where I just deleted people. If I, I was like, if I don't, if I haven't seen you, this is a good rule of thumb. If I haven't seen you in person on purpose, not like we ran into each other somewhere, but like we scheduled something to go and hang out. If I haven't seen you in a year in the flesh, what, what, why, what are we doing? Like, and I mean, of course, you know, if someone lives in a totally different state or in a different country, understandable, right? Or even in a different city that's far away, it's a little bit harder. I get that. But if we live in the same city and then you're going to tag for, wait, hold on. You're going to post a photo of me from like a hundred years ago and then tag me in it and be like thinking about when we were in college, like what that happened recently and I was like um first of all (laughs) first of all I haven't seen you in like a way where we set up a date to hang out in years and when I did see you last time you legit gave me side eye and when we were in college, we weren't even that close, and you gave me attitude all the time. So now you're going to post a picture of me with you in... No, untag. That's what I mean. Like, when you... Um, and I don't even want to be like, when you get successful, because like, whatever. What the fuck is success? Like, what is that? Everybody's thing of success is different. But um, you'll notice that when you start doing well in whatever realm, right people all of a sudden want to claim you or that they've worked with you or that they've known you forever or that you're their best friend or whatever. And that's bullshit. I claim bullshit on that shit. And that's why I keep my shit on lockdown, especially when it comes to family. Because if I haven't seen you, you don't get to claim later when shit starts popping off that we're best homies and that we're always around each other and that you think of me all the time. And that You know, like I'm, maybe I'm just being an asshole, but... Uh, I, I think it's stupid. It's stupid. You know? So, that's my two cents and a dollar. (laughs) Hmm. I just hate that shit. Like, the only time I tag people in something is if legitimately I'm standing right next to them. (laughs) Or if it's something that they've, that they produced or choreographed or worked on that I worked on also and that's it like I don't tag people so that they see it and like it like I hate when people do that too like don't fucking tag me in it unless I'm affiliated with it I'm gonna see your post or not and if I like it I'm gonna like it and if I don't I'm not gonna like it's just you know it drives me crazy anyway literally how I feel when that happens uh so, what else? Mm. You know, um, I don't know if anyone's seen us yet, and I'm really excited to see it, so don't spoil anything for me. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything because I haven't seen it, but I do really want to see it, and I think I'm going to go by myself and watch it in the movie theater, and I'm kind of scared because when it comes to scary movies, I don't like 
necessarily watching scary movies by myself in a theater, but I really want to see this and experience it in a movie theater. And um, a lot of my friends don't like scary movies. What the fuck? So, you know, it's like me and I'm all, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to watch it by myself. But then I'm like jumping. <laughs> but I also love that so much. I love the jump and then the like scary uncomfortable like nervous energy laughter that happens after that that's my favorite like when you're on a roller coaster and you think you're gonna die and then you just like I don't know if anybody else is like this but when I'm on a roller coaster I just cannot stop laughing I'm laughing pretty much the entire time um (laughs) but I love roller coasters so what are you gonna do anyway I'm really excited to see us all I've heard is that people don't understand it. And I love that even more because honestly, here's my beef with society right now. There's a couple things. First thing, everybody's too fucking sensitive. Second thing, no one can think for themselves. I don't understand that. I guess those are the two, those are the two main things. Everybody's easily triggered, like super sensitive, and they don't know how to think for themselves. Like literally no one can think for themselves. Like they would rather look around and believe some idiot who just decides to take control because that person stepped up without even thinking to themselves, do I trust this person's opinion or like does this person, has this person shown to me that they are wise or even efficient in this but I'm just gonna follow them anyway because it's easier I don't get that I was never like that and oh that's what I was talking about I remembered I remember 25 minutes later um (laughs) but at least I remembered you guys and that's what dance does for your brain it keeps it healthy you know and puzzles and doing all those brain teaser things okay so before I forget it Um, Christina Pajitsky, who on her podcast was talking about how she was, um, obviously her parents are foreign. So she's first generation or is that first generation? Like she's a first American born here, right? Yeah. First generation. And that's the same as me. My, well, obviously my dad, my dad is from the U S but my mom is not, but he wasn't around when I was growing up because he had passed away before I was born. So I was first generation of my of me and my mom, that family, right? My mom and I, excuse me, uh, proper grammar. So, um, and she was also a latchkey kid, which I, when I was growing up, always felt weird. Like I, I felt weird about it because I knew that none of my other friends were latchkey kids. And I, my mom worked and, you know, that was how shit went. Like, what are you going to do? Um, so I had a copy of my key and as a kid in, let's see, honestly, you guys, I was walking home, I think in second grade, which is probably, I don't know if that's weird or not now, but that sounds really young to me, but Second grade, I was walking home, and every once in a while, um, my mom or my stepdad would pick me up, but most of the time, I was walking home from school, which, okay, I should, the caveat to that is, I I lived pretty close to school, but still, like, 
it's a different time. It was a different time. Um, but it had to have been at least two miles, two, three miles from my house to my school. And I had a friend, her name was Elizabeth, and I thought she was so cool. And she lived on the way to school. And she was one of my best friends in like second and third grade. And, um, it's just so weird because I remember reconnecting with her in high school. How weird is that? And I was like, oh my God, you kind of look the same. And so it, anyway, it was just funny because um, she was my buddy that I would walk to and from school with some days. Most of the days I was walking by myself. Second grade, you guys. I don't even know how old is that. Is that s- six? No, no, no. Eight? See, this is the problem when you don't have kids. You don't know how old kids are. I think it's, I think it's eight. I'm going to guess. Send me a message, my parents out there. I don't know. I think it's eight, though. So, um, latchkey kid. When you're a latchkey kid, you don't have anyone to ask if you're doing something right or not. Like, you figure it the fuck out as you go. And I think maybe that's why... I have very little patience for people who don't know how to just figure it the fuck out for themselves because I'm like, how how are you still needing guidance or not understanding how to figure it out when you're a grown-ass fucking person, you know? It was like a second grader figuring out how to make myself lunch after school because I either did or I was hungry, you know? And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to figure it out. And then if I didn't know, like when my mom got home, I'd be like, hey, can you show me how to use this or whatever? Um, But I was always in the kitchen with my mom. So while she was cooking, I was always watching and observing. And then eventually when I could like hold a knife, I was her sous chef. So I was doing all the pre-cutting and all of that. Um, But Christina Pajitsky was like, that was the thing. Like when you're a latchkey kid, there's nobody to ask. So you have to figure it the fuck out. And that's the problem with the kids who are kind of coddled for a very long time is that they don't know how to figure it the fuck out. And I I have an episode previously called Figuring It the Fuck Out. Like, you just have to use your brain. And I know sometimes it's easier to just be on just like the mode, you know, where you're just like not thinking about anything. I like turtles except turtles and you have to just kind of get out of that because that's not a it's not a place where you can be efficient and if you want to run a business if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to be successful period you can't be one of those people who just follows someone else um it's a totally different mentality and so if that's maybe not where you feel like you are if you don't feel like obviously maybe you weren't a latchkey kid growing up but that doesn't mean that you can't figure it out you can't figure it the fuck out it's just it's being what's the word I'm thinking of oh I'm using my hands to try to remember but uh, it's being I can't think of it so I'm just gonna say assertive but that's not the word that I'm thinking of it's being fuck it's gonna come to me it's gonna it's gonna come to me late, but anyway, it's 
figuring it out and manning up and pulling up your big girl panties and just figuring it the fuck out, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but uh, it's necessary because. And here's the thing too: you can also regress. Like you can be one of those people because I've seen it where people um, are independent and think for themselves and are assertive and then maybe they get into a relationship where they become codependent and then they decide that they're not it's like oh whatever you want babe (laughs) instead of thinking like "Mm, no this is what I would like and if we agree on that cool because obviously in a relationship you have to compromise right but I feel like sometimes people lose themselves in a relationship and so I see people start to lose that tenacity of being a latchkey kid, if you will, uh, because it's comfortable to let someone else decide. And sure, you should be comfortable in your relationship, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're just like, you have all the reign or you have all the power and I'm not going to remember how to decide anymore because God forbid, and I say God forbid because that's just a phrase that I am familiar with from growing up with a Catholic mom. Um, knock on wood or whatever the fuck you want to say. But uh, if you separate or if you break up or if you divorce and you don't have those skills honed, it's going to be very difficult and challenging for you to figure it the fuck out again. So that's why I always tell people to not lose themselves in anything when it comes to this topic because it can be really hard to retrain those muscles, especially as you get older and you start to get uh, comfortable with maybe someone else making decisions for you. So just keep that in mind, my young or even my middle-aged or even my older people. I don't know. The age demographic for this podcast is very different, so I don't know. It doesn't have a, it doesn't give me a, a breakdown like it does on Instagram. Like I can see who my following is percentage-wise on Instagram. And I don't know if it carries over and is the same on my podcast, but it doesn't break it down like that for me. But uh, regardless of how old you are, it doesn't fucking matter or what gender you are. Um, Just making sure that you keep practicing those muscles because it's the same as like working out. Working a certain muscle needs training. And even working your brain needs training. Working your voice to make decisions and to be assertive and to stand your ground and to set up boundaries, those are all things that are still very important muscles to work. And when you let go of them, it's harder to retrain them after it's been a long period of time. So just my thing with that is to just make sure that you keep working those muscles. Because choices, making a decision is so important. And, and in any aspect, whether you're a business person, whether you're a parent, whether you're a college student, uh, whether you're in a relationship or not, like it's just it, being able to make decisions is so important. And I feel like the faster you are at making decisions, but good decisions, right? You can't just make decisions and like have it just be spur of the moment. You have to really be able to 
quickly think about the pros and cons and then how it's going to affect everything and then make a decision based on that. And sometimes we fuck up those decisions. That's just going to happen, right? But the more you make decisions, the better you get at practicing that shit. And that is um, something that I learned from Tony Robbins. And I think I talked about this before in an old episode where Tony Robbins, um, (laughs) I was having to make a really large life decision um, like maybe six years ago. And I, I knew my decision. I already knew, but I was scared. And, um, because it would ultimately be life changing. And sometimes that's how those decisions go. And I kept listening to Tony Robbins, like every single CD over and over again. I would just put one, this is back. Well, I still have a CD player in my car. I don't know about you guys, but, um, (laughs) I would listen to one and let like every time I was driving it would just play all the way through and then I would listen to the next one and the main thing he would say is you have to make a decision because if you don't make a decision you're basically in limbo right and I've talked about the woo-woo here before I've talked about the universe and how um or whatever being you believe in right Once you make decisions and you move towards something, that sets you up for the next thing. It's like you have to say, and maybe not like actually out loud, but in your brain and your heart and in in what your energy and what your um, choices are and what you're physically doing, you have to say to the universe, this is what I want and I'm going to show you by doing more of it so that I can get to this next thing that I'm hoping for. And I believe that that's how the universe supports you. The universe supports you by seeing you making the investment in what it is you want. So if you, let's say you want to have a singing career, right? But you're just like sitting on the couch going, man, I wish I got a record deal. But you're not, you're not going on singing auditions and you're not taking singing lessons or you're not practicing your vocals or you're not uh, performing at the open mics and you're not auditioning for lead singer in a band locally so that you can perform and get like regular practice. You're not doing those things and so the universe is like, well, okay, you can want all you fucking want. (laughs) That's great. But once you start putting out that energy that that's what you're moving towards, then more things show up. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But that's how I always think about the universe. I think about the things that I want and then I I make sure I'm moving towards those things by showing that that's what I'm working towards. And it doesn't have to be... When I say showing, I don't mean you have to post a fucking story on Instagram or like talk about it on social media I'm saying in your everyday activity you're showing that that's what you're working on so if say you're broke right instead of being at home being like damn I wish I had money I guess I'll just sit here and think about how I don't have any wrong what you should be doing is writing out a budget and figuring out what things you can cut out so that you are not under budget um 
paying down bills that you have or credit that you have. Um, maybe going to someone who can talk to you about how to better invest your money. Like those are forward moving steps towards what your ultimate goal is. And that's what I mean by intention setting and energy setting and moving forward and letting the universe or whoever you believe in know that that's what you're working on. Fuck, I don't even know how I got here. How did I get here from this? But um But anyway, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um <laughs> So yeah, go forth, my children and um and handle your shit. <laughs> oh man, I'm still so all over the place. Um what else do I call bullshit on? Talked about Jordan. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> latchkey kids um oh okay <sighs> i gotta take a breath a, a breath i gotta take a breath for this one hold on one second i'll take a deep breath and sip some of my water Ha. okay the other day this was like last week i was on instagram and i had randomly seen this post about i don't even know what the fuck to call it it's like it's called Gotham, I thought. And it's when you, you, um, you, with your index finger and your thumb, you close a circle, right? And so your middle finger, uh, ring finger, and pinky fingers are free. It looks like a three. And then you hold that below your waist. And usually, this is what I learned, um, you hold it below your waist, and then anyone who sees it, and I feel like this is like a boy game because I learned it from... Um, I learned it from my ex-husband and yeah you heard that right and I just don't talk about it very much because that's my personal stuff that I keep to myself but um (laughs) I learned it from my ex-husband who we would play games like this all the time and uh so um you would put you put your hand in that shape right underneath or below your hip and whoever saw that, you could sock them. <laughs> Super mature game, right? Anyway, so yeah, you would, uh, you would just kind of nonchalantly do it. And then the person that saw it, you get to punch them. And it's really fucking fun. So if you don't know about that game, you should start doing it. <laughs> because it will make you laugh for days. Uh, but here's the thing. I just had seen a post about how supposedly that hand symbol is like white supremacy and I've never heard this before. So I call bullshit on that. Now, here's my beef with that whole thing is that the white supremacists will fuck them first of all. Also, oh shit, now I'm going to (sighs) get, pray for my soul you guys, now I'm going to get hate mail. I hope, hopefully I have the Choco Olympia Lessons tribe behind me. I really don't think that the white supremacists listen to this because Choco Olympia, first of all, um, and also why, but, so anyways, whatever, I'm fucking scared. Uh, you think I'm scared? Like, I've been through the craziest shit in my fucking life. You think I'm fucking scared of that shit? No, motherfucker. <laughs> no. 
hardly i'm from the fucking bronx all right and i'm half black and i'm half filipina so you you want to think about attitude and fucking sass uh wrong combination motherfucker wrong motherfucking combination okay so now that that's said um here's what beefs me out about them one racism (laughs) two my fucking history right like come on like heritage and all that uh three they take symbols that are made from peace and fuck them up right so the nazi symbol used to be and i i don't know if this is actually correct but i don't know if it's tibetan but i feel like it was and it used to be a symbol and i know because i've seen it on things that i've thought about buying and then decided to not buy because of the connotation right because everyone sees a fucking swastika and they think of the nazis which fucking sucks because they stole it from someone else they stole it and i believe it's southeast asian culture um i'll google that and research that after this but um so they took that and they fucked it up right and so what pisses me off about them taking that got em sign is that that's a fun fucking game and it makes me laugh and now i have to worry about even the emoji i have to worry about using the emoji because that's like now known as fucking white supremacy uh no also anytime i use that it's a brown hand so go fuck yourself anyway whatever okay over it um sorry i got heated for a second because that that actually really annoyed me and here's the thing with terrorism is that people want you to be scared it's just like a sense of bullying right it's an extreme sense of bullying and raise your hand if you've been bullied um everyone everyone's literally been bullied and if you don't have your hand up congratulations you must live in some kind of weird fucking bubble where you didn't get bullied but i was bullied for a lot of shit and um Maybe that's why my reflexes when it comes to burning someone is so fucking fast. When I say burning, I mean like uh, reading somebody really fast with a reaction, like a counter. Like I literally have to um, have a response for any heckler as it is anyway, right? When it comes to just anything. But um, I got... I got bullied in Catholic school, like, real bad. I got bullied in, and you would think Catholic school, like, no one, no one's going to be a bully there. Oh, please. The worst bullying, right? Um, and then in junior high, I used to ride the school bus, and I would get bullied by the cholos. And then eventually, because they would make fun of me reading on the bus <laughs> on the way home, because I just was, like, not going to interact with stupidity on the bus, um, they finally, like, bullied me enough to where I would just, like, say shit back to them, because I don't give a fuck, and then they're like, oh, oh, she got words, okay, and then, uh, and then I became cool, I was, like, the black girl that was cool with the cholos, and, um, (laughs) love a cholo, though, (laughs) so, that was fine um but <laughs> oh boy um where was i going with that 
but yeah, dude, in high school, I was fucking made fun of because I sang and danced all the time. Like, what you name it. As a teacher, I have to fucking be ready for hecklers as I'm giving lectures, you know? Like, it's just, it's nonstop. So if you didn't grow up or haven't ever experienced being bullied, congratulations. Um, you have an easy-ass fucking life, and I hope that you make it in the zombie apocalypse, but you better get some fucking tough-ass skin, and maybe by listening to this podcast, it will help you. Because uh, if there's anything that I have is a tough-ass motherfucking skin. Whoa. A tough-ass motherfucking skin. Uh, because I'm Choco-fucking-Lumpia. What are you going to do? You know? And I hope that, if anything, you learn that from this podcast. And I give you, if you need it, the support in being a badass motherfucker if that's what you need. If you needed to hear that today, hey, you, you listening right now at your desk, in your car, watching your laundry, on the beach, taking a hike, running, you're a badass motherfucker. And thank you for listening to this podcast because like attracts like, and I know I'm cool as fuck. So that means that you're cool as fuck too. And I thank you for being a part of my tribe. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and um oh i have one correction last episode i couldn't remember who the fucking scroll was that i have by my bed that i look at every day upon waking up it's the dalai lama bruh and it's about never giving up and um i might just take a picture of it and put it on my chocolumpia instagram in my insta story and shout out my Chocolumpia Lessons tribe because I love you guys. Seriously. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting and um, not judging the craziness that is Chocolumpia. And um, I will catch you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Bye.